0: You're listening to SpecScript. Today's episode, Frasier, by Angela Weber. Okay, Okay, and we are recording... SpecScript! SpecScript! (laughs) Frasier edition!
1: All right.
0: Today's episode, as Kyle just said, is... (laughs) Frasier! <laughs> Written by Angela Weber! Show, yeah, give it up for Angela Weber! it yeah. up, everybody? All right, Kyle, tell them what SpecScript is. SpecScript is a show in which a comedian chooses a television program that they have never seen a single episode of and writes an episode of that show. And then we perform it live for you. Woo! <laughs> and in this instance, like we said, now thrice, it's Frasier. Angela Weber. Yeah. Angela Weber. Fraser. All right. Now you know what it is. All yes. Right, we're all uh, on board. So now let's get to know our cast of characters. They will all tell you their names, the character they're playing, and then so the audience listening at home uh, can understand, they will tell you uh, their favorite book because that's what snobby people do. Look at me. I'm a cool guy. I don't know. Look at this jacket. I don't know how to read, but... Uh, <laughs> But that, that Donatello over there is a turtle nerd. Look at him. <laughs> I got books. He's read at least three books. Uh, yeah, I've read three books, and I'll okay. tell you all about them. Okay, so, everybody, uh, let's start. Uh, we'll start on this end. Yeah. We'll move that way. Cool. I'll okay, every- so I'll start. Hi, my name's Kyle McCormick. I am playing the roles of Radio Voice One and Caller, uh, and my favorite books, uh, the only three I've ever read, are probably the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Woo!
2: Hi, uh, I'm Carolyn Mayne. I'm playing the part of Dad tonight. <laughs> Big Dad, I had this robe. I linted off some of the dog hair, but it is stage accurate. And I can't think of my favorite books. I'm either gonna say Hitchhiker's Guide into the Galaxy or The Stand, and I'm just gonna say Hitchhikers. Hey. <laughs> I'm Andy, and I'm playing Daphne.
1: Both here and any Scooby-Doo situation. <laughs> you find yourself with a fake ghost. I'm totally Daphne. Um, one of my favorite books is The Dictionary. Because <laughs> it's got puns and then the rest of human history inside it. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Louis Sequeira. And I'm going to be playing... Uh, Dr. Niles Crane. I have to choose a favorite book. It's so hard to choose a favorite. There are so many. So many books I love. I'm tempted to say Leviathan. I'm tempted to say Principia Mathematica. But I think my favorite is probably uh, this book of cowboy slang that I found. (laughs) In a garbage bin. It is called cowboy slang, and is written by a man named
4: Dusty. Uh. Uh, hi, I'm Nick Sahoya. I'm going to be playing Frasier. I, guys, I don't read books. I, full, I just don't. And I know this is in Portland, and y'all, y'all, you all probably don't like me anymore, but I just don't. <laughs> I don't read books. I, I do read every issue of The Walking Dead. It's, I know the show's bullshit now, but the book's still good. So I would recommend issues like 127, 134, and 162.
5: Woo! Hey, I'm Alyssa Yeoman, and I will be Roz of Fraser. Um and I think if I have to think my favorite book, it's either the internet
6: um or infinite jest. No <laughs> <laughs> My name is uh Shannon Sales. I am playing train conductor and Portland mayor Vera Katz. <laughs> Uh, also my favorite book is Geek Love by Catherine Dunn because I love freaks my name is Shane
7: Hosey I'm playing the narrator and I'm giving the, all the stage directions and such and I'm a uh, Donatello in the streets but a Raphael in the sheets <laughs> <laughs> my favorite book is the uh, Prima Star, Starcraft strategy guide not for the game but for the, the campaign editor <laughs> Oh, uh, All right, my name
0: is Chris Hottemy. Uh I am playing Radio Voice 2, stage manager, and staff person. Uh, uh, and my favorite book, originally it was going to be All the Shah's Men about the coup of Mah- Mossadegh in, uh, in Iran, but then I changed it to The Book of Nora which is the series finale of The Leftovers on
4: HBO. Yeah. Yeah. It was was so good. That monologue she did at the end, give Carrie Coon all the awards. I know obviously no one reacted, so no one has seen it and no one cares, but it is literally the best last episode of any show. It is. The Book of Nora is everybody's favorite book
0: if you see it. Uh, Watch The Leftovers. we are never do a spec script of it because you can see the reaction we got out of the crowd. (laughs) All right. um, So that's everyone. You got to know our voices. You got to know our mouths and names and hearts. So everybody, let's start. (laughs) Backstreet.
7: Frazier. (laughs) Interior radio studio day. At his studio in Seattle, Washington, Dr. Frazier Crane is speaking into a microphone, hosting his radio show. Frazier is a fancy therapist of some kind. (laughs) He's wearing a fancy suit from the
4: 1990s. Because it's the 1990s. Good day, Seattle. It's a rainy day, reminding me much of the John Keats poem, Fancy. Like to bubbles when rain pelteth, then let winged fancy wander. Keats, so wise. I remember studying Keats at university. I needn't brag, but it was one of those ivory-covered halls, if you catch my meaning. (laughs)
7: Frazier's producer, Roz, rolls her eyes and whispers into the microphone on the other side of the glass. You've
5: got a call, you big stuck-up sausage casing.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm being told that one of our esteemed listeners is seeking my font of knowledge at this very moment. Please, listener, grace us with your peasantly issues so that your wise, wise Dr. Frazier may solve them. The issues, with my wise, wise wisdom... <laughs>
0: Hey, Dr. Fraser Crane. Uh, long time, first time. Uh, my problem is that, oh, I'm mad. I'm so mad all the time. Uh, I'm a mad, mad boy.
4: <laughs> oh, dear. What a hard life you must lead, you mad boy. What? <laughs> what is the cause of your madness? Did someone bring you a Merlot when you asked for a Cabernet? <laughs> What could be worse? A port, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, though that does sound pretty bad,
0: I guess. Uh, my problem is that I I didn't get a promotion at work. Another guy did. He's probably just as qualified as I am between you and me, but I'm still really jealous! And it makes me real mad and distracted whenever I have to go to work. How can I be less mad?
4: <laughs> well, That's why I always write up a menu for dinner. You'll never find me serving a Riesling with a white fish. No matter what my father says.
7: Roz rolls her eyes and whispers into Fraser's
4: headphones again.
5: Fraser, The question! Oh, of course.
4: To your question, I can say this. Jealousy is the heart's disaster. Only when we can find bliss without competition will we be truly whole. Brush off your jealous self and be the butterfly of freedom. I don't know what that means. And that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> Fraser takes off his
7: headphones and leaves the booth as the show goes off the air. Roz approaches him with a pile of mail.
5: This came for you. You've been invited to speak at the Northwest Meeting of the Minds conference down in Portland. <laughs> in Portland? I wouldn't be seen down there. That city is
4: small and puny and notoriously fickle. Their flannel-wearing indie musicians and roses festival can't hold a candle to the sophisticated splendor that is our opera food and wine scenes of our fair Seattle.
7: Roz rolls her eyes again.
5: It, it seems pretty cool. Frasier, the pamphlet says Fame Portland 1990s to early 2000s celebrities Tanya Harding and Mayor Vera Katz will be there. <laughs> Along with rising star author Chuck Palahniuk. I think the book Fight Club would be a great movie though I don't know how they would make it work on the big screen. An actor wearing a mask, maybe beards, maybe wigs. Oh Roz.
4: Someday you will realize dignity is what matters. Being honored at the banquet in the city of Portland is like winning a horse race and anything other than a Kentucky Derby. What good is winning if there aren't hats and juleps? You will never find love. <laughs> we fade
7: to black, and the opening credits roll over the Frasier theme song. It goes like this. <clears throat> I made myself a snack with everything I had in my house. I ate so much food, now I'm too full to move my legs. I have to get leftovers so gross I can't even feed them to a mouse. And I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. (laughs) They're calling again, Interior Apartment Day. We find ourselves a couple hours later in the apartment of Frasier Crane. His dad, whose name for our purposes will be Dad, is watching a sports movie with his beloved dog, Eddie, who does not talk. (laughs) The British woman, Daphne, who is a maid or caregiver of some kind, is straightening a fancy statue. Frasier enters and hangs his fancy scarf on a coat rack.
4: Uh, Portland, Oregon. Can you believe it? What a second-rate city.
2: Shut up, son. I'm trying to watch the game.
4: <laughs> Daphne picks up the
7: remote and turns the TV off. Dad gives her an angry look. Daphne has a British accent, which is the best accent. <laughs> Normally, a British guy would be reading this part of the script.
1: <laughs> What's this, eh? You you've already watched the game twice today. And it's not even a game, it's just a VHS of Mr. Baseball. It's... is it? Starring
2: Tom Selleck. He is dreamy, I'll say. Yeah, women don't understand sports.
1: Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> What were you saying about Portland Love? You know your brother just loves it there. He's on his way back now. I can see what the blimey
2: he sees about it. It's because of all the money they pay him to visit. That'll do it, I
1: suppose. (laughs) I actually wouldn't mind asking you for some more money now that you've mentioned it. You know, I... Too do much so much work around here and I don't know how many more times I can watch Mr. Baseball before, before I snap all oh, you yanks in half like twigs. Ah, don't be
2: ridiculous. You love it here.
4: Wait, Niles is in Portland? What on earth is he doing there? Importing distasteful Yamhill Valley wines? <laughs>
1: Oh, he's got some sort of guest lecturer position, you know. Apparently some club down there with all the famous Portland celebrities has him down to talk about his expertise in psychology. (laughs) Last time, he brought back a signed photo of Tanya Harding. What a spectacular, upstanding skater she. <laughs> I think she'll be at the Olympics next year. Isn't that exciting, event? <laughs>
4: Niles is famous in Portland?
1: Yes. That one author too of Fight Club. <laughs> he has been seeking advice on a new bookie. It's here in the Oregonian newspaper he brought back.
4: Well, that's just so cute of him. It'll be a shame for him when I am down there, headlining the Northwest Meeting of the Minds down there. (laughs) I I would just hate to outshine his psychological expertise, but I suppose there is no avoiding it.
1: You're going to Portland?
4: Oh, yes I am now, on a special invitation, and then they'll all know who I am, the most prestigious crane in the Pacific Northwest.
2: Well, well, that's nice, son. I'm gonna watch cool runnings now. <laughs> Jamaican bobsledding, I'll be damned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> woof.
1: Woof. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: God, I hope that's picking up on the mic. Exterior train station, day. Later that afternoon, Daphne is at the Amtrak station to pick up Fraser's brother, Niles, after his trip to Portland. The tracks are empty, so Daphne seeks someone to help her with the schedule and finds a train conductor.
6: Ma'am, may I help you? You
1: sure can, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the train from Portland.
6: Uh, that, oh, that train is delayed, ma'am, but it will be here any moment. Oh well, that'll be a short
1: life to mister Niles. I can imagine him complaining now. Oh you won't believe it, Daphne. <laughs> I was mildly inconvenient for a number of minutes in my The world was just downright ended because I'm a weak, useless baby. (laughs) Carry my bags, Daphne. Brush my hair, Daphne. Massage my gross man feet, Daphne. In it.
6: (laughs) Whoa there. This guy sounds like a jerk. Is that like your boyfriend?
1: No. Just my employer, I think.
7: Writer's note, I don't know what their relationship is.
1: <laughs> oh, he's just a very fancy man. <laughs> so he gets very upset when things don't go
6: to plan. Well, well, if you don't mind me saying, ma'am, I don't think you should be spoken to that way. You're a person, not a train. You must love trains.
1: <laughs>
6: oh, I sure do. Trains are the best friends I have. <laughs> they ride on the rails just the way you tell them to, and the people who ride trains are mostly kind and patient, and if they are jerks like your Niles, well, at least they're gone in a couple hours. I love my job.
1: <laughs> that sounds bloody brilliant.
6: You know, your accent is so charming. You know... (laughs) You know, if you ever wanted to hear more...
7: (laughs) The train conductor is interrupted by the loud blowing of a whistle and a train pulling into the station. Niles jumps off the train towards Daphne and immediately hands her his garment bag.
3: Daphne, you will not believe it. The train was stalled for a full five minutes for a cow on the track. Can you believe it? A cow in Washington? I'll be furious all evening.
1: Well, yes so, Mr. Niles.
7: Daphne looks back at her train conductor friend.
1: Pleasure to meet you. Cheerio.
3: <laughs> Who was that? Oh, never mind. I don't care. Did you hear, Daphne? A cow!
7: Interior, apartment, day. The next day, Niles, Daphne, Dad, and Eddie are watching Varsity Blues, a popular sports movie in the apartment. <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> Frasier enters and Daphne turns off the TV.
2: Hi. Hey, I was watching that.
7: I like this James Vanderbeek fellow.
2: Oh, shush both of you.
7: Frasier pompously and with a flourish reads out <laughs> loud from a pamphlet.
4: The Northwest Meeting of the Minds Conference or Namam
1: welcomes <laughs>
4: it's esteemed special guest Dr. <laughs> Fraser Crane to present his findings on psychology in the modern age after the lecture notable Portland celebrities will be treated to a concert from the city's most famous band Everclear
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh is that the big conference love that sounds nice when is it again
4: <laughs> it starts on the day of Thor Thursday <laughs>
1: Oh, on Thursday, that's when Niles is going down to Portland, isn't it, love? What
3: is this? You're going down to Portland this weekend? Why, yes I am. I'm building quite a reputation in the burgeoning social scene down there, and I have some calls to make. You're going to Portland, Fraser. That's the first I've heard of it.
4: I certainly am. I'm the guest of honor at Namam.
3: You've never shown interest in Portland before.
4: Well, now I have and am showing interest, and I will be doing my own special calls there from a position as an invited speaker. Well, isn't that something? Good for you, Fraser.
2: Mmm, baseball. (laughs) What? The Beavers play baseball down in Portland. (laughs) I know I've heard of that city before. This is great. If you're both going to Portland, then dang it, I'm going too. Come on, Eddie, let's go. No! You can't!
4: It's a business event. It's about decorum and fanciness.
2: Tanya Harding will be there, and you'll embarrass me. (laughs) Who gives a darn? We're a family, and I want to see some baseball. Major League Two starring Charlie Sheen just ain't doing it for me anymore. Daphne! Do something! What?
1: Oh, Major League Two isn't that bad for baseball. It should be about cricket. Now there's a real
2: sports.
1: Woof!
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should let your conference know. I'm bringing a dog. Let's pack up, Eddie. Huh, we're going on a trip.
6: Bark.
7: <clears throat> Bark. <laughs> and Niles are exasperated, and Dad exit to, his ba- to pack his bags. End scene. Exterior train station, day. It's Thursday. Frasier, Niles, Dad, Eddie, and Daphne are all at the train station. Niles shows his ticket to the conductor
4: and boards the train, but Frasier is stopped at the door. I don't understand what you're saying, Daphne. Talk some sense into this man.
1: Oh, hello, train conductor. It's good to see you again. What's the trouble, love? Uh (laughs) Oh, no, he doesn't have a ticket. Well, Frasier, love, you're going to need a ticket. For the starlight from Union Union on a weekday rush, that's going to be $85.
6: That's right. You've been studying. What
4: What are you talking about? Why do I need a ticket? I declare, sell me one right now. They're all sold out.
1: Yes, love, it's one of the most popular (laughs) routes. Niles ordered his weeks ago. Well, then how in Socrates' blessed sophistication
4: are we supposed to get to Portland?
7: Niles leans his head out the window
4: of the train.
3: What's going on, Fraser? Don't have a ticket. Bloody heck, I'll, I'll
4: see you down there, brother. Don't get so full of yourself.
3: I'll send your greetings to prominent Oregonian author, Ursula K. Le Guin.
7: <laughs> the train pulls away, leaving Fraser, Eddie, and Dad behind at the platform. Interior, car, day. Roz is driving Freddie, Frazier, Eddie, and Dad to the airport in her cramped 1991 Honda Civic hatchback, one of the most adorable cars ever designed.
4: Thank you for the ride, Roz. I assure you, our cause is noble.
5: I bet a million dollars that it isn't, and a million dollars is a lot because it's the 1990s. <laughs>
4: The Northwest Meeting of the Minds needs me, Roz, and that conference clearly value is high-quality intellectualism.
5: You mean the conference you turned down because it was beneath you? Well,
4: yes, I turned it down before, but that was because I didn't, um, I didn't know the value that, that they place in high-quality
5: folks. Sure, 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 of course. You're not just going to stick it to Niles. That's a very cursory way to put it. Am I
4: wrong?
7: Frazier shakes his head. There are some garbled voices on the radio.
2: Hey, 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 turn it up. They're playing the Beeves game.
0: (coughs) Stepping up to the plate now is one of Portland's heavy hitters.
2: I'm on the edge of my seat, Chris.
0: You're right, Kyle. This is a tight game. It reminds me of our sports movie, Angels in the Outfield, Major League Two.
2: Ah, these are great movies.
0: (laughs) Reminder, this week's tight, tight game is sponsored by Namam, Portland's biggest intellectual conference. That's a big one, Kyle. Simply all of Portland will be there. And I'm getting a notice now that a new guest has been added. That's Portland's newest sweetheart, Niles Crane. Niles Crane? He's a delightful Seattleite whose charm is just lighting up Portland's scene. Everybody knows that good boy. That's for sure. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> for Niles Crane, Portland is a place to come where everyone knows your name. <laughs> so glad he's back. Boy, me too. Other speakers at the conference include Mayor Vera Katz, of course, and Dr. Frazier Crane. Do you think there's any relation there to our buddy Niles? I don't know, Kyle. I've never heard the name Frazier. Sounds boring. (laughs) Turn it off!
2: (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Your brother's gonna be at your stuffy nerd club. (laughs) We can all be together this weekend. (sighs)
4: Heavens curse it all. (laughs) Woof. The scene
7: fades to black and the television program goes to commercial. When we come back, we get a sweet taste once more of that theme song. (laughs) The morning for breakfast, I fried some huevos and ate some figs, but thought maybe I should get some greenery to balance the carbs. Turns out that was a bad choice, and I have so many regrets, and I don't know what to do with the sauce salads and scrambled eggs. (laughs) They're calling again! Interior, car, day. Roz, Frazier, Dad, and Eddie are still in the car, driving down the highway. Roz is extremely irritated.
5: I can't believe you didn't buy the plane tickets. Those should be
4: provided. What am I supposed to do when I must visit our sister city to the south on such short notice?
5: Have you ever been anywhere in your stuck-up life,
2: dammit?
7: Fraser sits a moment in silence, a little ashamed, for a brief moment.
2: Thanks for driving us to Portland, Ross. That's sure a real nice thing to do. No problem, Fraser's dad. By the way, (laughs) is there a
5: name I should call you?
2: No, don't worry about it. <coughs> bark, woof, bark. 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 I think bark. Eddie needs to take a little pit stop.
7: <laughs> Roz pulls the car off the highway. A little later, Fraser and Roz are sitting in the car while Dad walks Eddie in a rest stop.
4: Thank you for the ride, Roz.
5: It's all right. I was going to go denim shopping this weekend anyway. I can do that in Portland.
4: The grunge trend follows us everywhere in the Northwest, I'm afraid. It seems like it will last forever.
5: (laughs) Of course, it's a tragedy for nerds like you.
4: You know, style used to mean something. Portland, Seattle, it's all a disaster. More people should listen to me and wear loose-fitting pants with shoulder pads. (laughs) I should write that down.
5: So, Fraser, can I ask you something? Of course. This whole trip, this whole Portland thing, this isn't like you. You have your radio show and your confusing haircut. And you're the only one of us who got to hang out in Boston where everyone knew your name. You have friends and fame everywhere. You don't need to own Portland, too, do you? Don't I, Roz? Niles
4: is the likable one. Everyone knows that. I have to work hard to be calm, collected, affable, approachable. But my brother, he exudes a demeanor of friendliness. He's, a well, I don't know the word. He's like Lance Harbour at the beginning of the film Varsity Blues, and I'm like Jonathan Mox Moxon. I don't know what that means. See, that's what I'm saying. I can't come home this week and find Niles, Dad, and Daphne all watching sports together. I've never done such a group activity with my family unit. I was envious. Have you ever tried? I didn't know to try, it's a skill I lack. I was hoping that if I went to Portland, if I could uh, show that city that I was admirable figure, well, I was hoping that people would see that I can be likable too. Fun! Maybe Dad would watch a sports film with me. Have you seen the Mighty Ducks? No. Me neither. <laughs> Listen, please don't breathe a word of this conversation. To anyone.
5: Of course, Frage. Get your feet off the upholstery and let's go to Portland. Your dad's coming back.
4: Dad and Eddie
7: return to the back seat of the car, and they continue to Portland. Interior, train, day. Daphne and Niles are on the train on the way to the Portland's Union Station.
1: You know, (laughs) Union Station opened in 1896. (laughs) That is so recently compared to how old everything is in England. What's that, Daphne? Were you talking... You're literally looking at me. Do you not listen to anything I say?
3: I'm sorry, I was thinking about important things. Do you think my cufflinks match my pocket square?
1: Uh, yes, love.
3: The cobalt isn't too aggressive?
1: I don't think anyone cares.
3: I care. I have feelings too. I care quite a bit. You don't understand.
1: I don't understand? Bloody hell, Niles. All I do is listen to your yank problems. Yesterday you yelled at me to iron a suit while I was bleeding from my bloody head.
3: Well, it it was a wrinkled suit, Daphne.
1: You aren't even wearing it!
3: No, but it was blocking the view of other things in my walk-in closet.
1: Never Bloody mind! I won't. I need to
3: strategize my social calls for Portland.
1: <laughs> I'm going to the award-winning Amtrak Starlight dining car. <laughs> need anything?
3: I'll take seltzer and tea biscuits. Interior
7: car, day. Two hours later, Roz's car is still stuck in traffic, and tensions are once again
4: quite high. Why on the good green earth do this many people want to go to Portland,
2: Oregon? Woof. Uh calm down, son. You're upsetting Eddie. And see, it's not so bad. We get to see the Tacoma Dome.
4: That place smelled like the release of an ancient sulfuric formation.
5: <laughs> Who are you? Oh, whoa, that line in the-
6: <laughs>
5: ha, ha, smelled like farts to me. <laughs>
4: It's the same thing. I was being dignified.
2: Uh, how far are we from Oregon, Rosalind? Eddie and I wanted to visit all the sports arenas and beer establishments before the bars close.
4: Oh, they probably close at 10 in the evening in that pastoral little village that is Portland. Opera! Seattle has the opera! And museums! The symphony! And Portland's just a conference which we are going to be very late for.
5: Who? are you blaming Bleddy? I'm not the one who doesn't know how to use a normal travel agency like a normal person in the 90s.
4: There was a time when being extraordinary was worth it.
2: Uh, did you? Did that sign just say Sleater Kenny Road? <laughs> oh, that would be a good band name. Bark.
6: <laughs>
2: <Mark. laughs> oh, and Bleddy needs to pee again. Bark. End of scene.
7: Interior, convention center, day. An hour later, Fraser runs to the door of the Oregon Convention Center. He
4: approaches a sign-in desk. Which way to Namam? I'm sorry, but the convention is sold out. No, you don't comprehend me. I'm Dr. Fraser Crane. I'm supposed to be delivering the keynote address right now. Dr. Crane?
0: I think Dr. Crane just got here a few minutes ago. They asked me to do the keynote, uh, they asked him to do the keynote address when the other jerk didn't bother to show up. Niles? Oh, no. No, I'm Fraser. Oh, Fraser! Here's
7: your welcome packet and your gift basket. Enjoy the speech. Niles is very good. <laughs> Fraser runs down the hall, looking with anxiety at his watch. I have one minute. I can make it. Fraser turns a corner to see a stage manager speaking to Niles in a backstage hallway. Portland Mayor Mayor Vera Katz will introduce you in just a minute. Thank you for being here, Niles. The stage manager goes through a door marked stage, leaving Niles and Fraser alone in the backstage
4: hallway.
3: I'm here. I'm here. Wait! You're too late, Fraser. Portland is counting
4: on me. No, y- you you took my place. It was offered. They wanted someone of status. Look at my gift basket. It includes the finest champagne from Oregon. But still, I'm, I'm being courted, like high society. I
3: shared tea this afternoon at the Heathman Hotel with several prominent local
4: authors. Well, they put my picture on the wall. Did you
3: see?
7: Fraser grabs Niles by the shoulder and pulls him out of the backstage area back into the entryway, where a giant photo of Fraser adorns the wall. Mine, too. A slightly larger photo of Niles
4: (laughs) is on the opposite wall. Well, they've asked me to judge the experimental rose growing contest. They named a rose after me. They invited me first. And yet I was here.
3: Niles looks suddenly solemn. This city needed someone to be here for them, and I was here. I wasn't off being a radio celebrity. I wasn't off in Boston creating some group of friends we never see. I was here. (laughs) With my family. I mean, with Portland.
4: (laughs) Niles, wait. I'm here for you, brother. You know that, right?
3: It feels often like you're so far away.
4: I'm right here, Niles. I never knew you wanted me to be. Of
3: course I did. I always wanted you to be around my brother. You're the Mary-Kate to my Ashley Olsen in the 1999 soccer film, Switching Goals. (laughs)
4: We really need to cut off Dad from his blockbuster account. We
3: really, really do. (laughs) The brothers
7: tearfully embrace. Back in the backstage area of the convention, the stage manager sees that both Frasier and Niles have left and panics. Dad, however, wanders in backstage right as Portland Mayor Vera Katz announces...
6: Our special guest is Mr. Crane from Seattle.
7: Dad walks on stage, followed by Eddie, and shakes the mayor's hand. She is confused, but she doesn't seem to care all that much.
6: So, Mr. Crane, how are you finding Portland? No, it's, it's
2: not so bad. At least you have a professional baseball team.
7: There is a thunderous applause <laughs> from the audience.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thunder, rain it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah, we all love the beavers. Exterior convention center. A little later after the speech, Fraser and Niles sit on the curb outside the convention center and laugh together, reunited as brothers.
4: <laughs> I can't believe we got so upset About Portland. Have you seen what passes for whiskey here? It's a travesty. The pretentious brothers share
7: a wholehearted laugh while Roz, Dad, and Eddie come outside to join them.
2: You missed the speech. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> you ready for some beer, Eddie? Woof.
3: <laughs> I suppose I should go apologize to the mayor for stepping out there.
4: I'll come with you.
5: You can try, but honestly,
7: I don't think Portland cares that much. Portland Mayor Vera Katz walks out of the convention center and
6: waves at Dad. Wonderful speech, Mr. Crane. I hope you come visit us again soon. <laughs> it's possible they're just nice to everybody here.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, that's a disappointment. I feel
3: like we should all be a little mean to someone. That's why we have Daphne. Wait, where's Daphne?
7: Interior, train car, day. Daphne is wearing a train conductor's uniform and walking down the aisle with an Amtrak train, punching tickets.
1: Top of the morning. I'll be your conductor today, which means I am in charge. If you follow my instructions through the letter, everything will be just fine. (laughs) We'll get you to your destinations and we will all finally be free. (laughs) Fade to black. Everybody.
0: we are a show uh on the river city podcast federation a podcast network kyle has a show on it with me called reboot reuse recycle that's right shane hosey has a, a podcast on that called the hosey hustle that's right carolyn Maine has one on it called a very, a very special, special episode. episode so uh check that out and check out this show when it's released thanks for listening to spec Script. next episode twin Peaks by kevin arnold on September 10th, 7 p.m., Kelly's
6: Olympian. See you there. Hey, team. Hey. I'm Caitlin Warehouser. I'm Randall Lawrence. And we're here just to invite you, a very special muggle, who may have received a letter from Hogwarts, <laughs> especially if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our podcast, it's called Room of Requirement 237, where we go through Harry Potter fan theory. Uh, conspiracy theory it is inexplicably political
0: <laughs> yeah no i have no explanation for it at all i don't know why
6: where we delve into the could have been should have been might have been and can't of the harry potter world of and witchcraft and wizardry lots of the why did <laughs> that fun. happen take a listen yeah you can find us on
4: uh, rivercitypodcastfederation.com along with the show you're currently listening to thank you and enjoy.
6: Slytherin Out
4: Raven better.